0: Home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Hello and welcome to Connecting the Dots. I'm your host, Mark Shea. We are here again for another exciting uh, foray into the realm of podcasting Uh Here on Breadbox Media, where we talk about life, the universe, and everything from a Catholic perspective. So doing that, of course, today, I am having a non-Catholic on the show. (laughs) Um, So we're we're having uh, my friend uh, Andrew March. Uh, You've heard him on the show in the past. Uh, He lives in Maine. He has in the past done uh, a podcast called uh, Cell 53 uh, Radio. He's taking a break from that. So um I thought I'd have him on my podcast. He did a, a, a little video uh in the last couple of days in response to the shootings in Parkland and I thought uh, uh it'd be good to have him on the show because he uh, he dismantles uh five of the the dumb arguments <laughs> just dumb arguments that uh uh you always hear from um what i call the gun cult uh people ask what do you mean the gun cult what's wrong with owning guns nothing's wrong with owning guns um uh you know and nothing's wrong with owning cars or any other you know uh physical object that isn't you know built to just harm people like nuclear bombs um but the, here's the thing. When I speak of the gun cult, I do not mean people who own guns, people who like to shoot things, uh, people who enjoy, you know, uh, hunting or, or any of that. Uh, when I speak of of the gun cult, what I mean is one thing and one thing only. Uh, here's the deal. When a massacre happens, as is now just a normal part of uh, American life, Uh, if your first, last, and only response to that massacre and all the other 35,000 slaughters that happen in American life every single year if your first, last, and only response to that is, screw you, don't touch my gun, you are a morally disordered human being. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, right. That's that's just a fact. Uh, if that's your only response, if you look at a massacre and your first thought is not, what can – if your first thought after Sandy Hook – this is the thing that shocked me after Sandy Hook. If your first response after Sandy Hook is not, dear God, what can we do to see that that never happens again? If that's not your first response, if your only response is, screw you, don't touch my gun, there is something wrong with you.
1: Right. And then then when you observe a actually emotionally well-ordered person – like Jimmy Kimmel, who cries, which is the only appropriate response when 50-plus of your countrymen have just been gunned down, right. is, is, is weeping. Right. And he can't get through his monologue because he's broken up about the death of his countrymen. Right. Um, you know, kind of like Jesus, who was broken up about the pending death of his countrymen.
0: Right. Um,
1: when you mock that appropriate response, which I have seen evangelicals do.
0: I have Catholics.
1: Um, the, you know, so I, I'm here to, to rebuke the conservative evangelicals, and, and I, you literally have to explain to me um, conservative Catholic subculture because I know nothing about it because I've been, I've well, been swimming in the... Uh, it's,
0: it's very much like conservative evangelical subculture when it comes to guns. Um, uh, th- there's uh, there's a, a shocking radical moral disorder in this country uh, when it wow. comes to guns. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, and and we we see this we've seen this again and again and again. So uh, you know, so you see, for example, uh, uh, well, we saw uh, <laughs> he's another evangelical, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, right, right, uh, a, a couple of days ago. Uh, so the, kid, the kids, the kids at Parkland, yeah, they they went to Florida, they went to the Florida State Legislature and said, do something about AR-15s. Damn it, right, right, and and. And the Florida legislature, you know, and remember, one of the lies that the gun cult says is we have to address root causes. We right. can't, we cannot do Band-Aid responses. We have to address root causes. So, the 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 gun cult controlled Florida legislature because it's controlled by the GOP, which is controlled by the gun cult. They're, they're here here. <laughs> Here is their non-Band-Aid response (laughs) to to the request of these kids to get rid of AR-15s. They took a vote where they decided that they would not even discuss AR-15s, but then they boldly passed a resolution requiring the words, In God We Trust, be posted in every school in Florida.
1: Right. Be warm and fed.
0: Be warm and well fed. It was yeah. it was classic. And yeah. so the kids who had days before, less than a week before. Well,
1: their, their friends. Their, yeah, their friends had just got done being ID'd. Yeah. Uh, they had just ran over. They just uh, hopped and skipped over the bodies of their dead friends to escape for their own lives.
0: Well, the pieces of the bodies of their dead friends, because that's right. what an AR-15 does to the human body. Close range. That's right. And. and uh, and they cried, right. and Dinesh D'Souza said, you know, something to the effect of, you know, well, they they have, you know, haven't cried this hard since uh, their parents told them to get jobs for summer. Right. It was right. despicable, right. despicable. And, and he, here's go ahead. Here's a crazy thing to me
1: about social media. You, I always knew. That they were evil, rotten, disgusting, terrible people who would watch stuff like that in the in the privacy of their own home and make horrible comments like that.
0: Right. But sure. then put on
1: a put on a suit and tie, go to work and play along and say, oh, this is a terrible tragedy. Right. But what's happened in social media is there's sort of this false anonymity. Right. Where th- things that you would never say in a room full of people. You say out in public because you're you're psychologically you're still alone in your room,
0: right? There's a glass window between you and the world. So yeah.
1: so you can't hide the despicable, evil, rotten, satanic nature, because I, I, I don't think that that was despicable. That was satanic to me. Yeah. Um, which, of course, Satan is despicable. But I, I want us to feel the weight of what's happening here with these people. Right. That's why your gun cult rhetoric is, is so on point.
0: Well. Um, it, it, it's really important to confront this it, it is so important yeah. that we can, and and god bless it here's the here's the you know the the g- glorious thing that we have seen uh in the last well i'm speaking you know we're recording this on the twenty fourth of february so it's been ten days uh since the massacre the literal saint Valentine's state massacre or Ash Wednesday massacre, which is more appropriate, I think. Right. Uh, um, it's been ten days. It's been ten days, and these kids, these kids, yeah, teenagers, the high school students, have been the place where the grace of God has erupted into American culture in a way that we do not deserve, which of course is what grace always is. Um. In an astonishing way, these kids have turned their trauma into action in a way that I have not seen in my lifetime uh, with respect to the gun cult. I was sure, as everybody was sure, that after this massacre happened, absolutely nothing would change. It would just, you know, oh, another one. Yeah. And and these kids have said and I'm using very precise theological language here. I am not cursing. I am not swearing. But these kids said enough. God damn it, enough. Yeah. And, yep.
1: and-, and D'Souza, D'Souza, you would figure, okay, hey, these kids are off limits because uh, no. all of them probably have PTSD. And, no. good Lord, instead of, instead of wallowing in self-pity, these kids are doing it so that – because they're not doing it so that they don't get killed – they're doing it so this doesn't happen to another group of people. Exactly,
0: exactly. Which, they are—they have in mind, and that's the thing. See, th- that's the difference between a morally disordered person who says, "Screw you, don't touch my gun," and a normal person. Just—I mean, right? we're not even talking about. This doesn't—you don't have to be a Christian to do this. You well, just, that's my point. You just have that's to be a point. decent human being. A good pagan would say, "What can we do to change?"
1: right you're always looking for evidences of grace or evidences of the image of god and right. so these kids are displaying that god has graced them yes past their own personal tragedies. yes you know these, these millennials who we've been mocking even though we're their parents right <laughs> <laughs> these millennials who have been mocking are doing an incredible thing yes um uh so i so,
0: so proud of them
1: Right, and instead of welling up with tears at their courage and the fact that they shouldn't even have to have dealt with this situation, D'Souza makes the typical Republican, GOP, these are all just stupid kids that need
0: jobs or whatever. Right, yeah. Well, and not just D'Souza. Here's the thing. It's really, really important to understand this because it leads to another really glorious moment of grace that is taking place right now. So here's the thing uh the 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 gun cult is well organized and well funded uh and uh, uh well networked and so here's what always happens after a gun slaughter uh after a gun slaughter the gun cult immediately says uh it's too soon to talk about changing anything it's too soon yeah. to talk about uh, preventing the next gun slaughter out of respect for the victims. We must respect the victims, Andrew. Right. You right, must right. respect the victims. Right. And so by, they
1: by ensuring ensuring there will be more victims like them in a month or two or three.
0: Right. And but after they say we have to respect the victims, the next thing that happens, of course, is that some of the victims say enough, goddamn it, enough. Right. And then what happens? Is the same filthy liars in the gun cult who were saying we have to respect the victims. The next thing they do is they say either these are these are impressionable youth who are being manipulated by the liberal media. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the, we're, now we're not respecting the victims anymore. Now we're saying don't listen to the victims. And then – As it has spectacularly happened uh, to this time, uh, but also happened after Sandy Hook, uh, the victims pushed back and said, no, I'm not being manipulated by anybody. My daughter is dead and I am speaking out. And then what the gun cult does, then what they do, this is a really vile thing that they do, is they say, this is a hoax. Well, yeah. <laughs> there was no shooting, uh, yeah. or 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 after Sandy Hook. The yeah,
1: gun, I was say,
0: the gun cult, started at Sandy Hook. Yeah, well, the, yeah. After Sandy Hook, the gun cult actually had the gall to say that the parents e- either faked their child's death. There was no shooting at Sandy Hook, or yeah. they deliberately had their child slaughtered so yeah. that Obama can come and take our guns.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a crisis actor. This, this poor kid, this 16-year-old kid, he's a crisis actor. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable the lengths that these people will go to. And of course, yeah. when you talk about cults, even from a theological perspective. I don't know what's happening on the Catholic side, but from the Evangelicals' side, uh, we've we've abandoned sola scriptura, Mark, and we have now canonized the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> no, <pretty. laughs> particularly, particularly uh, the Second Amendment. I, I I think even in Roman Catholics, uh, you guys. Uh, you can't add to sacred scripture, can you? You can't Uh, say that uh, the second amendment is now (laughs) Canada.
0: Yeah, no, that's (laughs) not really a thing. Uh. Yeah, these
1: people keep talking about the second amendment as if there's, you know, as you know, Mormonism, I don't know if you knew this, but the Mormons believe that the, uh, the constitution is an inspired document.
0: Yes, it's true.
1: Mormonism is a distinctly American religion, right?
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Those guys, I could understand the uh, dude, You know, don't add or delete or you'll 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 catch the plagues right in this book type (laughs) reality. But us and 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 Catholics, we we shouldn't we should realize the Constitution is not sacred scripture. Right. And so what's crazy to me is I shot the video, you know, and I I brought up the Second Amendment about how it was originally about, you know, having a well-armed militia and about how we are well past those days, right? Like you're not gonna you know i talked about the and this is the thing that got me in the most trouble with my friends because i'm in maine mm-hmm. you know when i talked about you and your friends uh are you know in montana you out of shit. you you guys aren't gonna overthrow the u.s government <laughs> that has smart bombs and navy seals and and delta snipers like you're not gonna do it and,
0: and drones they, and dr-
1: right yeah they would blow your little crew into oblivion they wouldn't even you wouldn't even see any of them yeah um i i you, you know, it's this insane. It's this religion, though. It really is. They've got this religious fervor from making sure they keep their guns. And it's stripping them of their humanity to where a guy like that's why I posted. I posted before, like a day or two after the massacre happened, um, this this video of a former FBI agent who he just broke down crying and he said, I can't do this interview. Yeah. And I, I posted that because I'm saying, OK, we have some of our humanity intact. Yeah. Right. Like, like, okay, this is appropriate. These are kids that just got mowed over. Yeah. And so
0: the the gun cult sees that I'm not making this up. The gun cult sees this and some of them laugh. Look at the liberal snowflake crying. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. And the guy was an FBI agent. Yeah. (laughs) Who's actually (laughs) seen things, you know, right.
0: Well these guys all are now all convinced because Trump has told them so that the FBI is evil in part. You know that that was what started the stupid uh yes. uh, uh attack on one of the survivors of the of the massacre a guy named David Hogg who is, he's a kid, he's 17 years old, bright, yeah. smart. You know uh, one of the myths that people seem to have is no 17 year old has political opinions or had right. political opinions before the massacre happened, right? right? Right, they right. were all blank slates until the, the massacre occurred and then the FBI got a hold of them and filled their heads with a lot of no, liberal nonsense Overnight, that, they, that their dead friends matter Overnight. for some reason, right? Overnight. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Overnight. Like, uh, what do you think these people are made of? You know, that's yeah. just crazy. Well,
1: yeah, I, and I think that these kids are demonstrating that maybe this generation, these millennials were, were being misjudged. Maybe we've misjudged them the entire time.
0: No Uh, kidding. Maybe
1: maybe they have something to offer, and maybe they have something to teach us if we would be humble enough to listen to what these kids have to say.
0: Well, you know, I mean, as I've watched these kids, (laughs) one – one passage has struck me over and over again as these kids have weathered this, which is that no weapon formed against you has prospered. Uh, right. it, it's, nothing is working for the gun cult. It's Everything that they do just backfires on them in a spectacular way. And these kids have acquitted themselves spectacularly. Emma Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, you know, Emma Gonzalez. Was face to face with Dana Loesch from the uh, uh, from the NRA, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was a massacre of the NRA. And by the way, that leads to my other point, uh, which is that I am seeing something happening now that I have never seen in my lifetime. The NRA is finally, finally being treated like the moral lepers they are. Yeah. Uh, corporate America—they are hemorrhaging uh, corporate ties and sponsorship. Uh, th- just this kids. morning, oh, and it's all these kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's just—it's like living in a Frank Capra movie. I mean, <laughs> and you know,
1: it's really, really shameful. You know, you, you look at the parable of the Good Samaritan, where you had the the priest goes by, and that's the Catholic, and then you have the Levite goes by, that's the Evangelical. And then you have the no good dirty Samaritan who actually does something right. Right. These kids, these these kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to our shame to our shame. You and I as representatives of our various camps, we should have been joining hands decades ago to deal with this crap. Yeah. We should, we should have collectively, if we're so-called the pro-life and you know, you know where I am with the pro-life cause. Sure. But I I see where you're coming from. We're supposedly pro-life. Um, if we were pro-life and we got together on this 20 years ago, these yeah. kids would still be alive today. Right. But, here, but we walked by because we were doing thoughts and prayers or whatever whatever it was that we were doing, whatever well, religious I, thing we were doing.
0: I can tell you what we were doing. I can tell you what we are doing. doing on the Catholic side. So the actual teaching of the church is mind-bogglingly simple. It's, it's so simple, it's like, how can you not understand this? Here's the teaching of the church with respect to human life. It's complicated, so you may want to yeah. take this down, right? <laughs> Protect human life from conception That's to right. natural death. That's right. it. That's all. Protect human life from conception to natural death. And what happened, uh, and it happened for both Protestants and evangelical or for Catholics and evangelicals was this. Uh, I remember I'm old enough to remember back in the 70s when there was a branding problem, for the pro-life movement because what the media wanted to do was call the pro-life movement, the anti-abortion movement. You may remember this. I don't know how old you are, Mm -hmm. but this was the big, this was the one of the big conflicts in the media in the seventies was, was the pro-life movement said, we're not just the anti-abortion movement. We're not just against something. We're the pro-life movement. That's where that phrase came from, was this initial quarrel uh, after the uh, 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 Roe v. Wade decision was handed down and the pro life movement began to r- ramp up primarily in the late 70s. Uh, and so we're the pro life movement. Okay, great. Well, fast forward to the present. And now you've got people uh, saying. Uh, if we're pro-life, why are we passionately supporting the death penalty? Why are we uh, uh, doing absolutely nothing, in fact, fighting against uh, people who want to do something to prevent <laughs> slaughters <Yeah. Right. laughs> at yeah. schools, right? Why are we fighting <laughs> against these people? And the same people who in the late 70s said we're pro-life are now saying yeah. we're, we're – this is you know – pro-life means – Being against abortion, it's not about all these other things. And so one guy incredibly summed up the position, the current position of the quote-unquote pro-life movement by saying, if everything is pro-life, then nothing is (laughs) pro-life.
1: Can you believe (laughs) that? Like the Incredibles is everybody's special? Yes. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, yeah, you know we're gonna celebrate that we pass laws that make it so the kid has to be born, but then we're okay with the kid getting massacred. Right, right. And elementary, and, his, and if he makes it out of elementary school, yeah, um, then he's gotta he's gotta also make it through high school, and then if he makes it through high school, God forbid he goes to a movie or a show in Las Vegas.
0: Right, right. And there are layers of hypocrisy here because. Uh, as the first attempt uh, to do something about our insane gun regime uh, uh, showed, it was called Black Lives Matter. You may remember it. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. black, You know, we're not saying, I mean, Black Lives Matter wasn't like saying black lives are more important than all other lives, right? It's just black lives matter, right? I know. They, they matter. Yeah. And, and, and the and the response to this was all lives matter. Right. And and, and so at this point, somebody with a consistent pro life ethic says, Great, all lives matter. Then we should be doing something about gun violence. We should be exactly. doing something about the about right. capital punishment, right? Right. Right. And then the response right. is shut up. You know, <laughs> we're, right. we're, and,
1: i don't know if you saw in the comments but i you know i made a comment about um uh now we're talking about arming teachers <laughs> I, I made i made this the apparently very racist comment of saying i don't want little white ladies uh having guns in a classroom full of 16 18 year old black uh, kids duh uh, <laughs> hello <laughs> I got I races for that. Hello. Uh I don't know if you've seen the news lately, um, but uh, when people <laughs> are scared of big giant black bodies, we end up dead and they get administrative leave and a GoFundMe account.
0: Right. Uh just for those listening in who are not aware of it, Andrew is black.
1: Right, I'm I'm black. A- so and, I
0: and, and, uh, well, and, and here's the, you know, somebody said yesterday, so, okay, arm all the teachers. Fantastic. Uh, who wants to be the black guy holding a gun right. in an active right. shooter situation when the cops show up?
1: Right. Philando Castile. Right.
0: right. A lot of yeah. people don't realize this, but you know what? Philando Castile was an armed, legally armed uh, uh, school employee.
1: Yes,
0: he was. And Fat yes, Lot of Gooder did him, you know, and he did right, absolutely right. everything you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, around a cop, and he still wound up dead yeah. because he was, you know, he was legal. And you know what the NRA said about it? Nothing. Right. They did not no. say boo about it because no. here's here's a little secret that you may not realize. I was just reading about this yesterday. I'm going to be putting a blog out about this in a few days. Um you've heard a million times that uh the second amendment was uh the reason for the right for writing the second amendment was so that we can protect ourselves against the government. Yeah. Right? I because <laughs> I mean the theory is that the framers of the constitution said uh we do want to make sure that every crank with a grievance uh right. can
1: uh, yeah, just George Washington. Yeah, 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 for
0: killing the people who just framed the Constitution. That is right. certainly what they were trying to do. Uh, it, this lie has been told over and over again. You want to know the real reason for well ordered militias?
1: Uh, yeah, let was to keep their uh, slaves. Their, uh... Go ahead.
0: Yes, yes, well ordered yeah. militias were also known as slave patrols. Yes. That was that was. the yeah. and, and the reason that wound up in the Constitution was because southern states said we want our slave patrols. Yeah, we want to have our slave patrols guaranteed. That's yeah, what a well-ordered militia was for.
1: And a lot of the debate prior to the Civil War was an appeal to the Second Amendment for that express purpose, because yeah. the argument was, hey, if we had well-ordered, well-ordered militias for our slave patrols, how in the world can you then take slavery away from us? That was the argument. Yeah. Of course, I didn't mention that in the video because when white people hear stuff like that, they get way too emotional, and I wanted them to hear what the heck I was saying.
0: Well, I'm a white guy, so I'll go ahead and say it for you. But that was the yeah. reason, you know. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And so, you know, sure, militias had other functions from time to time, you know, uh, uh, dealing with, you know, highwaymen, you know, and, and uh, et cetera, et, sure. et cetera, and, and, and so forth. And also, of course, dealing with killing Indians. Uh, yes. Another another glorious chapter in our history, um, yeah. but um, you know that's the background. And this rubbish about <laughs> we the you know, the framers gave us guns so that we could rise up and destroy yeah. the government. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, go after those Navy SEALs. I wish I could find you the, the meme, Rob. Uh, the <laughs> I'm going to find you that meme. You can use it as a tagline for your show. It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and another thing, of course, is that um, George Washington actually dealt with a rebellion. There was a whiskey rebellion. Some farmers were ticked off because they didn't want to pay too much for whiskey, you know. And so they grabbed their guns, uh, and the father of our country went out and slaughtered them. <laughs> <laughs> because, right. because, that's not what your damn gun is for, is it? Yeah. You're gonna shoot your government, you morons,
1: you know? Yeah, and, and nobody, you know, everybody's going after this deputy, which you know, rightly so. Cowardice is a sin, or whatever, you know. The deputy he had right. a gun. And he heard all the shots going on. and and nobody's nobody's looking at the overarching narrative here, right? Which is the deputy was outgunned by the psychopathic teenager, right? That's the problem yes <laughs> the depth like i said in the video people was like oh the guy's trained i'm like yes he's trained in weapons he knows when there's the superior weapon force in there and he know he knew he didn't stand a chance right okay? now sure he should have martyred himself for the sake of those kids maybe he would have saved the child or two um but th- that that's the thing that gets me is like everybody everybody's so big on self-righteously mocking this guy and calling him a coward yeah as if they would have done any different right but they're they're missing the point of He was outgunned. Maybe we have a problem when the freaking deputy, excuse my French, is outgunned by the psychopathic 17-year-old with his Make America Great Again hat.
0: Right, yeah. That's the problem. Of course. And and so this whole – lot. I mean, here's the thing. The theory that you were given the Second Amendment so that you could take arms against the state was tested in 1861 to 1865. And it failed that test. <laughs> right. Uh, it's an insane thing to say. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it's just, so you, gave, you came out with a video that was one of the things that you were pointing out, uh, you know, stupid arguments. Talk about some of the other stupid arguments uh, from the gun cult.
1: <laughs> well, the other one was, um, you know, Cain killed Abel with a rock. Should we then ban rocks? Which is, of course, the logical fallacy of uh, false equivalency which is basically because there are other things that can be weaponized, should we then ban those? And my <laughs> point was, <laughs> Go ahead. The, the, you, know, it, it, you know, the thing that gets me, Mark, is that, there's sort of this, like, arrogant, huh, that you didn't think of that. <laughs> of I've only heard this
0: 50,000 times.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's like, no, I don't I don't sit in my house contemplating dumbness. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think of it. <laughs> the analogy I gave was, you know, any toddler can choke on a Lego, okay, um, and they could also hurt themselves with a butcher knife. Right. But that the mom the mom, any mom, 10 out of 10, is going to take their chances with the Lego over and against the butcher knife.
0: How about that?
1: Because the butcher knife has a higher uh, lethality potential right. than the Lego does. Right. Uh, and so and so, the the point of saying, yes, there's a whole bunch of things that could end up killing us, Mark, but there, there are some things that have a very high lethality potential. Right. And one of them is an AR-15, which is designed to inflict lethality. Right. <laughs> the point of a Lego I mean, is, not to, is, is to build things. The point of an AR is to destroy bodies. Right. I don't know.
0: Who, who would say, oh, you let your child play with Legos. Well, here, let me give him a pistol. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, right. Who would do that? Right? What normal person would do that? Only gun cult people say this kind of stuff.
1: And it's this idolatry of your perceived rights which that's the whole point of me bringing up uh, the speed limit because these are things we take for granted. All of us are trained. When you see that 70 there, you say to yourself, okay, I'm not going over 75, right? We're, we're, we're we're all trained and socialized to obey the speed limit, not realizing that this is the nanny state, quote unquote, telling you how fast to use your car that you bought with your American dollar. (laughs) Everybody's fine with that. And, you know, I had somebody tell me I don't need the I don't need the nanny state to tell me what to do with my gun. Well they tell you what to do with your car. Yeah. Uh hello. <laughs> that, that you use a lot more frequently than your gun, I hope. <laughs> Unless you're in your well ordered militia over there in Montana preparing yeah. for the nanny seals. But yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I you, you, there are laws, or, but all of us realize, okay, this is common sense laws here. We can't have the Audubon and the uh, eight-lane highway unused. Like, there, are, there are traffic laws that we have to obey because we all know that if we just willy-nilly use motor vehicles, lots of people can die. And so these laws give us a fighting chance to get home to our families. And so... My own thought process, and they, they always want to go to this extreme like the the uh the is going to come to your house and take all of your guns and then throw you into a concentration camp. Right. Hello, just, just – we're talking about – I mean, this kid had, what, multiple FBI complaints suspended from school. I mean, this kid was clearly the profile of a dangerous individual, but my question is – Right. And maybe you know more than, than I do. Everybody's railing against the FBI saying, What a breakdown in in, in process and procedure. Well, well what they 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 screwed up. Yeah. Well, what were they supposed to do? Were they supposed to take? Do we have laws in place that say, hey, if you've got twenty eight complaints against you, we can take your gun until you pass a psyche eval?" Um, but right. these are the these are the things that I would like solidified. Like and you know what's funny, Mark? I, I've got a couple ex military guys who love their guns on my thread who are saying no, this dude's right. He's right. We need to rethink this stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, there is so no there is no department of pre-crime. You yeah. know, we're not living <laughs> in a Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Minority <laughs> Report. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're absolutely
1: right. So it's like, OK, well, this guy got all these complaints. Maybe we should have laws in place that say, hey. Uh, if you if you're in this type of situation, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and suspend your quote unquote right to have a gun until yes. we're sure you're not gonna massacre of everybody. Of course.
0: Around. You know, and so that's
1: I, I want to know what these people want because because I'm seeing all my right wing friends saying, "Oh, the FBI broke down, the the cops broke down, all these breakdowns in security happened. So why are we trusting them with?" Hello, what laws are in place for the FBI to actually, you know, they're not omnipotent. They can't just go in there and do anything they want. They have laws that they have to abide by. Right. So, if you don't have if you don't have laws that say, "Hey, if you have X amount of complaints about you with your guns, we can we can temporarily confiscate your weapon." Yeah. If they don't have those laws, what are they going to do to the kid? Yeah. Interview him? Yeah. Uh tell him to stop being crazy? What could they do? And so all we're saying is Maybe in that situation, if the FBI would have had the ability to say, hey, there's been multiple concerns about you, you got expelled from school, the cops have been in your house 28 times, we're going to go ahead and take away all the guns out of this house. So we're sure that you're not a freaking psychotic killer. And I I don't want to demonize this kid um, any more than than he's already demonized himself. Right. So, I mean, I hate to say he's a a psychotic. I mean, I don't know what the kid's been going through. I'll go ahead (laughs) and say
0: he was a psychotic
1: killer. Yeah, but the, fact of the, but the fact of the matter is, but he should never have had guns. Right. He's in, that's my point. You're in a psychotic culture that 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 allows you to do these things. Some people need to be protected from themselves. Yeah, and and you know, my like leaning friends, they have this sort of aversion to the idea that the government is supposed to occupy that role with some luck.
0: That's absolutely so the state's job. This it, is it, it, absolutely, you know, here here, if I may. Go uh, for it. <laughs> Uh, I, Somebody, you know, remarked to me the other day, the gun is not the problem. Right. This is, you hear this pious statement made all the time by people who think they're being deeply spiritual, you know? Yeah. And my response is, try shooting 17 people without one. Right. You can't – you know, well, here's, the th- here's the thing. Here's – we say – Uh, The real problem is the heart, Andrew. It's the heart that has to be fixed. Well, here's the truth, then. You know what the Christian faith says? The state cannot fix the heart. That's not the state's job. That is the job of the gospel. But you know what? Most, (laughs) you know, if you are a Christian, even if you are a Christian, you're still a work in progress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of problems with you if you are a Christian. Well, uh, look. and and the, the 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 reality here is a couple we see a couple things. The people who are supposed to be uh speaking about the gospel uh are are busy uh, defending the insane idea of making guns easily available in a culture full of broken people, but here's what the state is actually reasonably good at, not always, but a lot of times. The state is no good at all at fixing hearts, but the state is good at taking goods that it doesn't want people to have out of circulation or right. making them very expensive, or, regula- or, or imposing you know, tariffs, regulations, insurance demands, et cetera, et cetera, so that it's really hard to get that thing that you want. That's why I can't go on eBay and order a drone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, I said, well, you know, Mark,
0: drones don't kill people. <laughs> people kill people. Yes, exactly. But, you know, we still don't give drones to people. Well, you, you know, Mark,
1: you know, and when I was in the, mid, the you know, up to my eyeballs in ministry down here, we had people that had drug problems, right? Uh, you know, heroin, you know, real fentanyl, things that were killing them, literally killing them.
0: Right. And
1: um, you know what's crazy? I've never heard anybody in all my time in the ministry say, heroin doesn't kill people. <laughs> <laughs> the hell are you talking about heroin doesn't kill people? I know people that we talk about. You, but you know what happens though, Mark? Yeah. We know that there is a deep rooted spiritual issue that's causing the. Of course. The, uh, the of but course. Know, but you know what else? We also take the person and separate them from the heroin. Yes. Duh! Because they, right. they need they need a fighting chance to live long enough to deal with the heart issue. Right. So when people say guns don't kill people with this oversimplistic either or logic. Uh, right. And say oh it's a heart issue, everybody knows it's a heart issue it here's the thing. we need the guns away from people's hearts so that we can deal with their heart issues right. well, you
0: because know what people it is are getting
1: shot people are getting shot in the heart with these guns, <laughs> so we cannot yes. address the heart issue you, dumb, you, dumb,
0: you know he, he, what it is I think is is a there is a that gun cult rhetoric, I think. Is intensely Gnostic. Yes. Uh, because what the the essence of Gnosticism uh, is the notion uh, that there's the spiritual over here and that's what matters, and then there's yep. the, the rest of the physical world, including your own body, that doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, and so all you do is you just focus on the spiritual. Well, this is utterly contrary to the gospel. The gospel is an incarnational gospel. It says uh, that uh, in Christ, what God has done is reunite the spiritual and the physical world. You know what you call uh, the separation of the spirit from the body? in Gnosticism is understood to be purification. Yeah. Now you've, you've really distilled things down to the essence. Uh, in the Christian tradition, the separation of the spirit from the body is called death. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, so
1: it's this false. Of course, these people aren't doing anything even even then to address the spiritual ramifications of these shootings. Of course not. Because these are the same people that are mocking Jimmy Kimmel for having an accurate uh, emotional
0: response. Right. Which, which,
1: which yeah. when I look at him breaking down or i look at that fbi agent i say okay this is this is the way forward
0: that's a normal person
1: because there's also the 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 heresy of stoicism which is sort of this idea you shouldn't have any emotions whatsoever and it's always these republicans that that say oh we have to think rationally we can't be emotional and the the the, uh the left is always using emotions to to get their point across (laughs) i don't know do you think there's a reason that jesus wept publicly over jerusalem Yes. i mean maybe there's a reason for that maybe uh, i guess jesus is being manipulative <laughs> he said you don't yeah. know the things that you know what's interesting to me about jesus and his in his milieu when i think about the gun cult is that jesus is jesus was surrounded by people who felt that the sword was the solution to their problems right and so when jesus is weeping over jerusalem and saying you don't know the things that make for your peace yes there was a spiritual angle of I am your peace" in the gospel, but there's also the very practical angle of you guys think that going up against these Romans with the sword is going to solve the problem. And that's going to be the very thing that destroys you. Yeah. And and so here we are in the United States of America, clinging so tightly to our second amendment rights, because we believe that that's one of the things that established our country. And it's going to be the very thing that destroys us if we don't repent.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, one of the things that you'll hear, because whenever Christians, of course, uh, need to rationalize evil, they always have to go to the Bible and figure out a way to do that.
1: Right. And the evangelicals are Bible experts at that. Mark.
0: Right. And so uh, the, the, the uh, you may not know this, but uh, Luke chapter 22 is actually the Proto Second Amendment. Right. Uh, because yes. uh, you know Jesus makes a cloak. Yeah, but Jesus makes a passing remark about selling your cloak and buying a sword. Right. <laughs> and and so you know that that was Jesus's way of saying that you need to arm yourself to the teeth. Uh because you know that really worked for Peter in the garden of Gethsemane.
1: Right. <laughs> even though even though no apostle since that moment um, had had interpreted it that way after that. Of course you know, not. They plenty, plenty of opportunities for swordplay <laughs> through the Book of Acts and the first three centuries of the Church is the, the saints were getting uh, slaughtered for for sport. Yeah. Uh, but for some reason, maybe they didn't have Luke 22 yet. Maybe they they didn't have access to that
0: yet. Well, you know, and that's the thing is when you actually read Peter, to whom those words were addressed, in his letters. You know, what's astonishing uh, is Peter's words to the early church are, it, 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 he's, and he's writing specifically to address the issue of persecution, uh, probably under Nero, uh, who would martyr Peter. Yes. <laughs> Not long after he writes his letters. Yes. Uh, uh, Peter's advice to the church is, in essence, be sure to die well. Yes. That's what he there, says to the early church.
1: Right. That's the last words he said to his wife, if I'm if I'm recalling uh, Eusebius correctly. Yeah. Um, remember the Lord.
0: Yes. Remember the Lord and, and be sure to die well. He doesn't say. He does not say one word about taking up arms to defend yourself.
1: I know. Not I, it's, one word. It's unbelievable to me. I, I had a couple debates. Uh, I actually had an actual official moderated debate about this topic. Okay. And. The the machinations and the gymnastics that these folks will go through. I mean, I brought up the uh, I I mean, it got to the point where somebody was basically saying, look, uh, the Good Samaritan is about what happens after the fallout. Not before. I mean, just ridiculous, crazy things that are clearly contrary to the spirit of Christ. There's no way to defend this this gun worship in the New Testament.
0: Right. No, it's impossible. not possible. Yeah, I mean I've written, you know, I've written parodies of the Sermon on the Mount uh in the past, you know, for the <laughs> Re- Republican Right version of the New Testament, you know, where Jesus says uh if someone uh strikes you on the right cheek, blow his head off. That's assault. Right. You know, um, if someone forces yeah. you to go 1 mile, blow his head off. That's kidnapping. Yeah. And- <laughs> Stand your ground, you know. Stand your ground. <laughs>
1: Well, I told the guy, I told the guy, I said, look, man, um, turn the other cheek isn't even the best anti-gun uh, passage in the New Testament. The best one is walk the extra mile because that was in the context of the Roman soldier right. who would force you to carry his gear. So right. in essence, what Jesus is saying is aid and abet the enemy. Yeah. Because you, you had you had these jihadists at the time of Christ who were freedom fighters. Mm-hmm. Who were saying, What's the solution in Roman oppression is to is to put the sword in the stomach. And Jesus' yeah. answer was actually no, the answer to Roman oppression is to overcome that hate with even more love and service, so that when you walk that extra mile with that Roman soldier, he begins to say, What the heck is going on with you? Why are you doing this? Yeah. And from there we we, we change from inside out. That's how Christians change the world. Right. That's how that's yeah. that's how we overtook Rome. Yeah. Well, we didn't overtake Rome by uh, joining all the various jihadist movements. If you read right. Josephus, I mean, read Josephus. These jihadists—they sound exactly like uh, these Second Amendment Christians right now. It's insane. It's—it's yeah. it's yeah. amazing to me that these people really believe that they would have followed Christ <laughs> in the first century.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and and again, you know, the 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 glorious thing that we're seeing, and it really is—it's—it's uh, been—it's been acutely important to me. Uh, to focus on just the splendid glory of these not just the parkland kids um, but the whole generation that they've inspired uh, who are who uh, among other things these kids know how to use social media and yeah. they ju- they just are not backing down they they yeah. they understand how viral uh, B.S. spreads and they and they know how to counter it. They recognize they recognize uh, the power. They may not realize that they've been given it by God, but they recognize the power that they have received from the position that they're in right now. Yeah. Uh, and it is it is uh, the power that martyrs had Yeah, uh, that martyrs and confessors had. You know, one of the things that uh, in the early Roman world uh one of the things that happened uh to Christians in the arena was they unnerved uh the mob <laughs> uh-huh. because they looked the mob in the eye and they said things like we'll be seeing you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that was unnerving. There, there's a there's a there's a magnificent story uh, uh, preserved in a, a document called the Acts of Perpetua and Felicity. Uh, Perpetua th- actually part of the uh, Acts of Perpetua and Felicity are written by Perpetua. Uh, yeah. She's a woman who was put in prison uh, for her Christian faith, uh, but the account of the martyrdom that's told later is, is an appendix to the document. Uh, uh, describes Felicity's martyrdom, and what happens is after she's been, you know, uh, uh, you know, s- s- severely treated, and she's she's about to die, uh, a Roman soldier was uh, assigned to give her the coup de grace. Yeah, and he he, he was too nervous, he couldn't do it he yeah. he was he was ashamed of himself and he was ashamed of what was happening and so felicity uh this is, felicity takes helps him she takes the point of the sword and holds it herself to her to her throat and says "Okay thrust and uh uh helps the soldier. In this moment where he's, he's, you know, simultaneously doing his duty, ashamed of, the, of what he's doing. Uh, and it was, a, it, was, it was an enormously powerful moment that put the mob to shame. And what these kids have done with their sufferings is an intensely Christian thing. They may not know that what they're doing is an intensely Christian thing. Uh, but what they've done is they've taken their trauma and their pain uh, and their anguish and their confusion, and they have willed to turn it toward the common good.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and
0: and no and no weapon against them has prospered as a yeah, result. And,
1: and it's uh, I have watched the the Kimmel video and these kids over and over and over again. Yeah, and I have. Every time i watch it i see something else of christ in these in these videos yeah yeah. and it's and i still really don't know how to interpret the church's the right wing side of the church's calloused cold um hyperlogical uh inappropriately hyperlogical response to well these killings that are saying Immediately, Mark. Immediately. They just and I called a guy on it last week. He and I had a conversation. I said, I said, you are a worshiper of Mars, the God of War. Yeah. When you see these kids, the blood hasn't even dried in the in the hallways of school yet. And 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 you are this is immediately we're talking about guns again and and keeping your guns. You worship the God of war. I I can't even talk to you anymore. And I don't I, 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 I don't know how to interpret. Why we who supposedly have the Holy Spirit cannot reflect the heart of God, which must be torn to shreds when He sees this happening.
0: Right. Um,
1: Versus these quote-unquote pagans who we mock and look down on, like Himmel, or these these these. these, Oh, look, she's 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 got a bald head. She's probably a lesbian. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) She's got this right. Yeah, she sure has right. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And so why is her her supposed lesbianism worse than your bloodlust?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and this is, I mean, Augustine once lamented, so many sheep without so many wolves within. Yes. Uh,
1: Oh,
0: that's a good line. uh, Well, and this is, you know, but this is a theme that returns in the gospel, too, you know, that uh, it's, uh, you know, the prophet is without honor in his own home. The it, it it is po- it, it is possible uh, for the baptized to betray their baptism and it is possible for the Holy Spirit to to move where he wills uh, were saying it. And we should we should as Christians especially we should fear for our very souls uh, if we uh, who claim the gospel, uh, are working so hard for death, uh, while those who may not know the gospel—I don't know anything about these kids, you know, religious background or anything—but right. but you know, I know for certain. I know atheists who are on the right side of this, uh, and yeah. Christians who are dead wrong I agree. Uh, on this. You know, and and Jesus has very severe things to say to us. He says. You know, the servant who does not know his master's will and does not do it will be beaten with few blows. The right. servant who knows his master's will and does not do it will be beaten blows. with many blows. Those to whom much is given, much will be required. And Long, ch-
1: longer longer satispacio, Mark.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry?
1: <laughs> you, you got longer satisfacio. You, get, you got more time to do in purgatory if you're uh. supposed to do. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with these people? Yeah. But, you know, I, 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 I sent you a video. And it's this robbery. This guy, I don't know if you got to see it yet. It's this armed robbery and these two girls. And it's this big, tall, strong black dude. And these mm-hmm. these two these two uh, white ladies. Uh-huh. And I, I feel for them. Um, but in the video, um, the guy robs him and then he, he leaves. Mm-hmm. And then as he's fleeing, the girls, they get the gun and, and go after him and start shooting him. So he goes back into the store, right? Now, I... A lot of people are saying, oh, this is too bad for these ladies because the law says that that uh, you can't do that if the guy's fleeing. But what was interesting to me about this whole situation, people are looking at this and saying, this is why you need to have guns because these ladies were on, or what would have happened if they were unarmed? In the video at about like the 38 second mark, the guy begins to wrestle the, the lady and takes her gun from her. And So he takes the gun from her and then her other friend is start starts to wildly shoot at him and almost hits her friend. Wow. And so, yeah, she barely missed her friend. So it's, it's crazy to me. People say, Oh, you know, if you, uh, if you don't have a gun and you're a woman, you don't have an equalizer. Right. This situ- this situation got escalated due to the fact that the ladies had guns. Yeah. Because if you if you watch the video, the guy left, but yeah. then as he's getting shot at, he comes back and wrestles the gun out of the woman's hand. Yeah. And, and he was right next to her and she couldn't shoot him. Yeah. Which is what I'm talking about with human nature. Right. People can't just do that to other human beings. So it's just this crazy... Um, mindset that that says it's just pure math. Oh, if a woman has a gun, she'll be able to equalize herself with a man. Yeah, unless the guy can wrestle the gun away from her.
0: Right. Um, I I actually know of a priest who uh, was killed that way. Uh, He kept a gun uh, in his uh, room. Some guy broke into the rectory. Uh, He got the gun out. The guy got the gun away from him and killed him. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. Yeah. So you know that uh, those things happen. Uh, it, it, there, I, I have I have become convinced uh, that the gun cult does not have a single good argument. There are no, there are a million lies that they will tell. Some of them absolutely vile and despicable, like the lies about the victims. Yeah. Uh, there are a million you know tropes that they will guns are just neutral material objects they have no moral value yeah. it's just a tool you know great yeah. fine let's you know i mean if we're if you if you're saying technology is merely morally neutral and all we have to do is just work on the human heart then let's give isis nuclear weapons <laughs> and then pray well, this, for them and then pray for them real hard that they don't use them you know that's a okay. good idea right of course,
1: Isaiah mean, if... gives us the ideal world. <laughs> the ideal world is that men would beat their swords into plowshares. Right. And there's a what's the principle? A sword is designed as a mechanism for killing. Right. And a plowshare is designed as a mechanism for gardening. Yes. And so the point of that ideal is to say there is there is no morally neutral technology the yeah. technology of a sword has moral implications based on the intention for why you would do such a thing. Yeah. And so, and so uh, you know, this is this ridiculous idea that the, the gun is just a tool like an ax or any other tool. Well, right. apparently Isaiah didn't believe that the sword was a, just a tool like, like any other tool. <laughs> right. I guess they didn't say they'll beat their swords into plowshares, but there's no real significance to that because they're both tools that can be used for good or evil.
0: <laughs> yeah, swords really only have one function. I mean, you know, you're not going to use it as a like a can opener. <laughs> you, can,
1: look, you can take a plowshare and, and use it as a killing instrument if you want, but that's a bastardization of the intention of why you make a plowshare. Right. If you take a sword – and and you use it uh, for any good purpose. That's a bastardization of the original tent of the sword.
0: Right, exactly. So
1: both both of them have moral implications. They're not right. the same.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: So, you know, it, you believe, maybe these people need to educate Isaiah. I mean, uh, you know, we believe Isaiah is sacred scripture, Mark, but maybe Isaiah needed to be informed by the Second Amendment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and and it really so it really does come back to you know ultimately we we're. we're We're dealing with, yes, a spiritual problem, uh, but the spiritual problem is Gnosticism. Uh, The spiritual problem is the absolute refusal to recognize that we are embodied creatures living in a physical world and interacting with real objects. And those objects do have effects on us. You know, uh, uh, put a gun in somebody's hand uh and you change the person you do person holding the gun becomes a different person and and they they have an intense relationship with that gun they may feel fear about it they may feel drunk with power uh as the kid in you know certainly in uh parkland did and and all these shooters do uh the the, you know, the the lie is revealed of course the instant that somebody says uh, technology is morally neutral guns are morally neutral the real problem is video games <laughs> yeah so, uh-huh. wait i thought you just said technology was morally neutral yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, of course yeah
1: of course the the irony uh, of all of this is that it may very well be that these liberals and these kids bring about these eras where we turn our swords into plowshares quicker than we do as the church.
0: One and it may
1: very well be God's plan to yeah. uh, shame the wise with the foolishness. Well, because the, the irony was, yeah, the irony was before we were the foolish ones and yeah. God was using us when I say us I mean the church. Yeah. And in the time of Paul when he wrote 1 Corinthians he was using the foolishness of all the implications of the gospel to shame the wise. But now we in America have become the wise and now God is using the foolishness of these quote unquote pagans who don't know anything to shame us um, and and bring about the era maybe when we're bringing our swords into plashers. And to your point, it's happening because even, even our, our, you know, the honorable president Trump, who I'm, I'm trying to, you know, fear God and honor the emperor as, um, baby, Christian.
0: Baby, baby, yeah. <laughs> baby Christian, baby, baby, president Trump.
1: Even he has been forced, you know, uh, to start, you know, having conversations about this
0: stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's remarkable to watch, you know, the gun cult has been to my delight. I must say, I do enjoy it. Yes. Schadenfreude Israel is, uh, it's, uh, it, uh it, you know, he is – he has – yeah, he's been brought to hell. And this is the thing. In nine days, these kids have achieved what, uh, you know, good white Christians have not been – not not able, not willing yes. to achieve in the last 40 years. Yeah. Uh, in nine days, they have uh, – we have seen the NRA – and this is what has to happen. The NRA's power must be broken because they own the GOP politicians. And by the way, both parties are not the same here. Right. Uh, it's true. It is a lie to say both parties are the same here. You know, well, there were school shootings under Obama, too. Well, yeah, because the okay. GOP fought – Every right. effort to, to yeah. bring gun reform, you know, he fought, he fought like hell to bring gun
1: reform. I, like I said, in the video, Obama, he was at a town hall talking about guns in some Southern country. I mean, the country st- <laughs> state. <laughs> and, and, and he was bemoaning the fact that there was a guy on a terrorist watch list who was on a no fly list that still could get access to guns and then wouldn't you know it five days later the Orlando shooting happens and that's exactly the profile the guy was on a no-fly list he was on a terrorist watch list and uh, he calls up the uh, whoever the local feds and says uh, he gives his allegiance to Isis and he goes and blows a bunch of people away so it's ridiculous when these people say all the shooting happened under Obama and Obama I don't know if you remember but Obama Shed a few tears talking about gun violence.
0: Oh, which Um, the gun cult thought was was hilarious. The gun cult thought thought that was oh yeah, he was. They thought that was hilarious, you know, and they thought it was hypocritical. I mean, these are it's it's these are not normal people, you know. It is not normal to look at that and think it's funny or call it a lie, you know. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so you know, the truth is, the the reality is this. The arms industry uh, runs the NRA, of course. They have a parasitic relationship with one another. Uh, And the NRA uh, owns the GOP. And, Mm -hmm. and, And so the reality is the only way you will see change here is to destroy the power of the NRA first. And that's happening thanks to these kids. We are actually seeing uh, lots and lots of corporations uh, cutting their ties. Delta cut, cut their ties this morning. There's been a whole bunch of other ones that cut ties with them. Uh, and once the economic power of the NRA is smashed, and that's what has to happen, then uh, you begin to smash the GOP that is bought by them. Uh, and the that's way you done, did that. How do you do that? You vote them out of office. Uh, you know that's what has to happen. Uh, and people say, "Well, but abortion mark, abortion, you must. you know the guns are prudential judgments, but abortion, that's the core thing. Well, let me, in, let me let you in on a secret. The GOP has absolutely no intention <laughs> of ever getting rid of abortion in this country. Yeah. That is not happening. They are that's not, not going to do that.
1: That's obvious. What the, he just passed this thing where yeah, Planned Parenthood gets a, you know, sixty million dollar kick or some craziness.
0: Like oh, it. it's ridiculous. They that's refunded cool. Planned Parenthood five times last year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is going to overturn Roe v. Wade. In your dreams. That's not going to happen. Do you yeah, know not, who? Who created our abortion regime? It was created yeah, it was by Republican appointees. Who expanded yeah. our abortion regime? Right to privacy. Republican appointees <laughs> yeah. expanded our abortion regime.
1: Under, under the, 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 the guise of right to privacy, which is, again, lives get sacrificed for quote-unquote rights. Right, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. The same, it's the same religion. It's the same yeah. mentality.
0: So here's the facts. The reality is both parties support our abortion regime and have absolutely no intention of ever doing anything about it. Here's another reality. Twenty percent of Americans want abortion on demand without apology. Another twenty percent of Americans want abortion uh, outlawed. The middle sixty percent of Americans do not like abortion. They are uncomfortable with it. They they wish they would never ever have to think about it ever again, and don't want Roe overturned. <laughs> well, because they don't want it to. And so both sides can always say at any time, 80 percent of Americans uh, don't like abortion and 80 percent of Americans don't want Roe overturned.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of course, you know, maybe if we styled these school shootings as um, um, hyper post birth abortions, maybe the the right wing (laughs) folks.
0: Then maybe they would care. Well, and and this brings us us to the last point, which I, I think is important to understand. Um, when Roe was passed, it's not known by most evangelicals, but the, but the reality is at the time that, uh, Roe was, uh, made law by the court, uh, Protestants, including evangelicals were, uh, pro-abortion by and large. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the abortion was perceived as one of those Catholic things, like contraception. And so Catholics are worried about that stuff, but we don't care about that. Uh, In the late 70s, thanks to Francis Schaeffer, uh, evangelicals figured out that this was a bad thing. And got on board with this. At the same time, the Republican Party figured out that evangelicals and Catholics cared about this and that this was a good wedge issue that they could say, oh, abortion. Yes, bad. We're, we care about that. That's an important thing. Uh, and so Ronald Reagan, who actually was the first American governor to sign an abortion into law in California, uh, t- apparently, i honestly can't tell if if it was real or not, apparently changed his mind on abortion. So he wrote a book called Abortion and the Conscience of the Nation when he was running for president uh, in 1980. Uh, And so abortion became a Republican thing. It was a way of appealing for votes with socially conservative evangelicals and Catholics. Uh, And so there was this big shift uh, uh, that happened. Uh, at this about the same time in 1984, uh, Cardinal Joseph Bernardine wrote a document called "the uh, describing what he called the seamless garment." I don't know if you've heard of the seamless garment over yes. in evangelicalism. Okay, the seamless garment. Okay, so it's a reference to the the garment that Christ wore that was seamless, woven from top to bottom. It was a priestly garment. And the point was, of course, it was using the ancient imagery. Uh, uh, the word heresy comes from a Greek word which means to draw out, and it refers to pulling a thread out of a garment. And so, a heresy is when you take uh, one thing out of the uh, out of the tradition and say, "This is the only thing that matters." Right. Uh, and so heresies have happened all through the history of the church. Somebody says that, you know, uh, the only thing that matters is, uh, the unity of God. And so you wind up with Arianism or the only thing that matters, uh, is, uh, uh, you know, take your pick, uh, the the blessed virgin, she's the only thing that matters. Or, or in this case, uh, uh, um, uh, you, you can take, you can even take, uh, uh, opposition to abortion as the only thing that matters, right? Uh,
1: as the only pro, as the only pro-life issue.
0: As the only pro-life issue, right? Yeah. Uh, and so what Bernadine said, which is just typical Catholic teaching, was uh, take the whole teaching of the Church, uh, preserve human life. You may have heard me say this before. If it's too complex, just let me know. Preserve human life from <laughs> conception to natural death. The whole thing. The whole Megillah. Not just the unborn, say, but like all of human life.
1: Well, you know? if you listen to the rhetoric of those who support abortion, they say, it's my right to my body. Exactly. It's if, you another, to the, if you listen to the rhetoric of the gun cult, what do they say? It's, it's right. my second amendment.
0: My right. right to my gun. My gun. Right. And so here's, here, here's what happened. Here's how we got – from the late 1970s when pro-lifers were saying, we're not just anti-abortion, we're pro-life. What happened was the Republican fear of and rejection of the seamless garment in the mid-1980s. The Republicans realized that they were faced with a threat from a from, uh, consistent ethic of life because the consistent ethic of life attacked all kinds of things that Republicans are passionately in favor of. Uh, The the consistent ethic of life said the capital punishment was wrong. Uh, The consistent ethic of life said that if you're going to be able to have families, you have to be able to provide for them, and therefore a living wage matters. Right. Well, that's bad, right? Right. (laughs) We we can't have that. The the yeah. Catholic ah, socialism.
1: that's socialism. because the consistent- yeah, These are the people. These are the people that, that wanted to have these poor kids in these factories dying at, at, at fifteen. Oh yeah, because they were overworked and full of asbestos. Uh, and, and, these, and we're, we're the same,
0: back there, you know.
1: Yeah, these are the same people that voted against that stuff because it was not pure capitalism.
0: Right. And so the consistent ethic of life says things like uh, just war matters. Well, we can't have that if we're going to go attack Iraq. You know. Right. Uh, the consistent ethic of life said things like torture is wrong. Well, we can't have that because that's Bush administration policy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and on and on and on. The consistent ethic of life says, among other things, uh, that racism is foreign to the mind of Christ. Well, Uh, As the party of Trump has been demonstrating with its passionate support of things like people marching under the banner of the swastika, (laughs) and just today, the information director for CPAC uh, apparently is on record as saying, oh, yeah, uh, we had Michael Steele uh, because he was the black guy and we needed one of those. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> But, you know, now we don't need him anymore, right? I mean, the racism yes. is just, it's out there. It's obvious yes. now, you know. And there's a whole history to that that I won't go into. Uh, but uh, over and over again, almost everything else that the Christian tradition has to say about the dignity of the human person beyond abortion is a real problem. For the GOP. And so, what the GOP taught the pro life movement to do was to pit the unborn against the rest of the church's social teaching rather than relate the unborn to the social teaching of the rest of the church. And so, every time there's a gun massacre, you have people say, Oh, well, I bet, you know, if you're one of those gun grabbers, You know, I I bet you don't care about abortion, do you? Right,
1: (laughs) right, right. Uh, And you know what's funny is when you go outside the clinic and you're you're sharing with people about what's happening, they will tell you, oh, well, what do you think about guns? Because these are liberals now that you're talking to. And they used to assume that I was a big uh, NRA right-wing guy. And I understand why, because I was standing up as a representative of evangelicalism. Absolutely. So they thought, oh, so I would actually get a hearing when I said, no, this is craziness. They'd be like, oh, wait a second. Let me listen to this guy. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to me that we are probably uh, pushing the fight against abortion years behind due to the fact that these people can watch how we react to war, for example. Sure. Where we killed over a million Iraqi civilians and we were the ones that were all for war. Yeah. I can tell you something. I remember when um, – uh Saddam Hussein got captured. Mm-hmm. And our pastor announced it in the middle of the service, and the whole place erupted. Um knowing full well that he was going to die in very short order. Right. And the whole place erupted with glee. Yeah. Um and I remember everybody dancing in the streets when uh bin Laden got killed. Yeah. And and so it's like, this is the same group. So we're doing and, and what's happening is because of social media, now every all of our sentiments and the deep secrets of our hearts are now being exposed. Right. Uh, i.e. Dinesh D'Souza. Right. And so w- when we do that and then come out and act as if we're pro-life, it completely it, it completely takes any sort of yeah. uh, rhetorical effect or credibility
0: right out of the conversation. For right. Us. Right. Well, and and so what has been the single Evangelical achievement uh, it, since Sandy Hook uh, in terms of uh, the the impression that conservative pro-life Christians have made on the rest of American culture, I will tell you what our single greatest achievement has been. it has been to to teach Americans that the phrase thoughts and prayers is contemptible. Yep. Contemptible. Yep. That's been our evangelical achievement. Uh, when I say evangelical, I don't simply mean evangelical Protestants. I mean evangelical in terms of evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. What have we done for evangelism as pro-life conservative Christians? We have taught our culture that thoughts and prayers are contemptible. Yeah. That Because what thought and prayer is supposed to mean – what prayer is supposed to mean? Francis, Pope Francis summed <laughs> things up when he talked about uh, how prayer is supposed to work. He says you pray for the poor and then you feed the poor. That's how prayer works, right? <laughs> so prayer is supposed to be, as James says, uh, prayer has to be combined with works. Faith has to be combined with works. And if you, if you Gnostically pit the spiritual against the physical, if you say, That's well, right. I'm being spiritual, so I don't have to c- care about uh, whether bullets are going through people's bodies or their stomachs are empty, you're being a Gnostic. You're not being a Christian.
1: Of course, there is a compulsory effect to obedience to Christ that creates prayer. What I mean by that is, think about the Good Samaritan. He knows that if he picks this guy up, he's going to slow him down on this very dangerous road to the inn. So what does he do? Well, you can imagine the Good Samaritan begins to pray like crazy. God, protect me and my friend here uh, while we get to the, the inn. Or when you when you start dedicating your life to the poor and disenfranchised, you begin to pray by compulsion, God, help us get the resources to help these people. Right. So, so the prayer is a natural outgrowth on the way to the work of obedience to Christ.
0: Exactly right.
1: Because you see that what yeah. he's calling you to is impossible from yeah. a human perspective to right. accomplish. And so prayer has become the only thing that you have. You are not supposed to, as you said, Gnostically separate the act of praying from the act of doing
0: Right, <laughs> exactly right, and and this is this is one of the reasons that I regard the gun cult as diabolical, is what the gun cult has done is it's turned prayer into a prophylactic against action, yeah. rather than a spur to action. Right. Uh,
1: right. I'm, I, I'm sure the priest and the Levite had tons of prayers for their fellow yeah. Israelite who's bleeding of out outside the street. Yeah.
0: yeah. So what I'm going to do, you know, this fall in terms of Practicality is I'm going to send the Republicans thoughts and prayers, um, <laughs> but what I'm going to do, and I'm doing this uh, as a prudential judgment, uh, obviously. As I'm going to do uh, the church says, and this is again common sense. Uh, sometimes you're faced with a you know a Hobson's choice. You've got uh, you've got two parties in this case who are both in favor of maintaining our abortion regime but only one party that's in favor of maintaining our gun slaughter regime uh-huh. so what do you do well there's only you know i'd love to be able to vote for a third party that would turn both of those guys out but that 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 doesn't exist so i'm going to vote for a democrat uh, because I know that the Democrat, of course the Democrats are going to do – why, if the Democrats are elected, they might refund Planned Parenthood five times exactly like the Republicans did. That's right. That's going to happen, sure. But here's what will happen. Uh, they're going to, among other things, uh, they're going to go after this gun regime. Uh, they've been wanting to do it. They've tried to do it. They've been thwarted by the GOP from doing it. Uh, I want them to do it. Uh, and so, you know, I can't get everything, but I'll get something. Uh, because, uh, frankly, the, the power of the party of Trump has to be broken on a hundred fronts. It has to be broken. It's incredibly dangerous. Uh, and and now it threatens the lives of my grandchildren. Going to school, I got three little girls, you know, grandchildren who are going to be going to school here in the next few years. Uh, I don't want them to be at the next Sandy Hook.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so and you can't tell. You can't know. There's no rhyme or reason to
0: it. No, there is no rhyme or reason to it. You know. Uh, and so uh, this must end. Uh, and so yeah, absolutely. I to to stop <laughs> to stop this party of nihilist predators who laugh at children. Yeah crying over the corpses of their friends, you bet I'll vote to destroy them. Uh (laughs) Oh, they're wicked, man. Yeah.
1: You you literally... They've proven... Uh, Mr. D'Souza, and I know he came up with some apology, or whatever. And, you know, that's well. It
0: was one of those. I'm sorry you were offended. Apology. I'm
1: sorry it's so weak that just because you're <laughs> you're you you had to identify the half-blown-off face of your dead friend that you. I'm sorry that you took offense to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm sorry to your audience for the graphic nature, but we this we you, you gotta draw the line at some point and say enough. And I will say. Uh, on top of voting, the the public pressure of social media does have its impact.
0: Oh, I've you had, it does.
1: I have had so many conversations about guns from people all over the country um, because I'm constantly challenging folks to do this stuff. So if you see Mark put out a blog or Mark put out anything or, you know, my silly little video, uh, make your own video. We've got to inundate people with this stuff because – this, and, and it's like you said, we need to take example of these kids because they know how to manipulate social media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and so we've got to constantly be be uh, pushing this and making people deal with the fact that this is not a great issue. This yeah. is not a, oh, no, this is a black and white, very simple moral issue. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes when I speak about it, I talk about it from a New Testament perspective, which this stuff is indefensible as a Christian in the New Testament. And sometimes I just talk about it from a sociological perspective. Um, but whatever the perspective is, whatever the audience is, we've just got to continue to inundate social media with this stuff because yep. Yep. Um, that's one of the tools in the grace of God that he's given us.
0: Yep. Well, we're living in a grace time. And, and that's, you know, I think I want to end there by saying that, you know, what uh, I, I, I can't account for what has happened through these high school kids uh, in any other way than the grace of God. It's been a remarkable thing to see and more power to them. And, you know, one of the things I'm grateful for them is that they're smart. I was listening to – I mean, j- they're, they're not only smart, but they're smart asses. Uh, <laughs> you know, one Which of them was, the – Which is the heir of Trump you need. Well, you know, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, a kid uh, – who was it? Sarah Chadwick, I think, was her name, uh, you know, was on the <laughs> – she was on social media uh, uh, w- within a, a few hours of this mass- Well, that was the thing. Part of it was was that actually, this this slaughter was was on social media while it was happening. These yes. kids were live streaming what was going on, and they just took command of the situation. I, I read somebody somebody saying, you know. When I said that I wish that things could be more like the world of Harry Potter, I meant things like you know teleportation right. and, and stuff right. like that, not the thing where the government uh, abandons kids to be slaughtered, and so they have to rise up and defend themselves. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and yet they've been doing it. Uh, and, you know, so you had them on social media saying, that, you know, one of them was on the was on Twitter the other day saying, we need to re- rename the AR-15, the Marco Rubio, because they're so cheap to buy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Magnificent, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. It's got to be
1: done. It's got to be done.
0: Yeah. Well, I am so grateful for these kids, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for your voice of witness as well. Um, God bless you in your sabbatical this year and uh, in everything that you do. And thanks for doing this show today. You've been listening to Andrew March, my guest today, uh, on Connecting the Dots. I'm your host, Mark Shane. We'll be back again next time. Bye. You, Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.